On this week's episode of Orange Juice Optional, we are going to be talking about the book Trust by Hernan Diaz. Did you read it? If so, listen in and we're going to share our thoughts. Here we go. Why, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Orange Juice Optional. I'm Michelle, and I'm here today with my friend Suzanne. Hi, Suzanne. Hey, Michelle. How are you today? I'm doing pretty good. I just got done with a nice walk. It was a little bit of a rush morning, but here I am on time, ready to record. Yay. Yay. I'm and ready of course, to. of course, the, the one day you want to record earlier, it's like, ah, I can't get to my computer that fast. So I am sorry that I couldn't record a little bit earlier. Nope, not a problem. Not a problem. So I know at the end of the last episode, we talked about uh, how in this episode it was a book club, which it still is, and how I was going to share story that happened at a dinner party recently, but we've restructured. That story is still uh -huh. coming. So today is going to be the book club episode. And then the next episode is going to be about that dinner. And we're going to talk about table manners and good dinner etiquette. Yep. I love that topic. Yeah. And again, that's your topic. You came up with it. And so I'm dying to know the inspiration, but I guess I'll have to wait until next week to find out. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. So anyway, before we start the, the book club episode, I do want to say that I have some breaking news or maybe not breaking, but this little bird in my ear keeps chirping really loud. His name is my husband and mm -hmm. he is going to be starting a podcast. No, you're kidding. I'm not kidding. I mean, it seems like he's talked about it for a long time. Now he's found someone who's as gung-ho as he is about it. And they've mm. contacted Eva about doing like their social media. They're getting a graphic designer to do a logo. So, you know, the badger wow. may be out there soon. Wow. Does he have a name for his podcast yet? I think it's a guy and a badger or a badger and a guy or something along <laughs> those lines, okay. but I don't know for sure. Well. So to be announced, but again, I said, it's a little bird chirping in my, my ear because he's like, are you going to be mad at me if I do a podcast? I'm like, no, why would I be mad at you? Then he was talking about how he wanted it not only to be a podcast, but to be a live podcast. So there's no editing you just record it and what you get is what you get because it's live. Okay. Well, that's one way to do it. Okay. Well, I'm already pumping him up, trying to be a team player going, that sounds great. And I did tell him, and I'll listen to yours, honey, because that's the supportive wife I am. And I'm just going to leave it at that. <clears throat> okay. Okay. So he doesn't listen to ours, clearly. He doesn't at all. So oh, since, well, okay, since yeah. he was let go... Which he wasn't. Okay. We just said your ideas don't really translate to a show that's recorded early and then two right. weeks after a game comes out. Like your betting tips don't work like that. Right. So now he's found a way okay. to do it. So I'm wishing him luck sending that out into the universe. And why don't we move on to book club? Sounds good. Okay, Suzanne. Have you read the book? Are you done with it? Oh, of course. Of course. And yep. you seem pretty excited. Did you like it? Well, I 
decided that it was an ambitious book to read, even though it's short. You found um, that short? Yeah, it's a short book. It was like, two, what, 230 pages or something? Did we read the same book? <laughs> what did you read? <laughs> I read Trust by Hernan Diaz. Hernan Diaz. It was like a bunch of different books. It was like a book within a book within a book. Right. But I'm saying it was a, it was a short, it was, yeah, it was a short book. I mean, it, but, but yeah, it was structured very uniquely, I thought, which is why, but I'm going to take a step back. The story in my mind was really not what the book was about. And the fact that it won a Pulitzer Prize, I think, is because of the uniqueness of how it was written. And it was written beautifully. I mean, he's a very talented author. After I read it, and while I was reading it, I did have to go and look at reviews and look at summaries and get a take on what I was actually reading. Because <laughs> I was getting confused. And I thought, well, this is ambitious of me. <laughs> Well, I was totally confused. And let me just start by saying I listened to the audio version of the book. So if it was only 200 and some odd pages, I, I really wouldn't know. I just know yeah. it's like 10 to 12 hours of my life I will never get back. Uh, but <laughs> I think of, it was like 237 pages. It didn't seem like that listening to it. It seemed like it would never end. I was watching the timer tick down and I'm like, I wonder how <laughs> so many clearly you didn't like it. of these minutes are going to be like with credentials at the end, but it was like none of the minutes, they were full. But anyhow, that's beside the point. So I don't know how many pages it was. I remember it was long and I was thoroughly confused. And this might be one time where having the paper copy of the book might have been a better idea so I could flip back and understand right. what was going on. Because here you listen to the first story, and it's done relatively quickly, and it's kind of depressing. But then it goes into right. another story with different character names. And I didn't see like, how did that translate? It's like similar to the first story. Right. And then the third version, I'm like, what the heck is going on? And by the fourth version, I finally, finally got it. So it's just a bunch of different perspectives right. that intertwine a little right. bit. So it's, right. And didn't you find after you read it that it was really not about the story? But what about do you mean by that? Well, okay, so oh, I, I, I get you now. naively. Yeah, I naively picked up the book thinking, I loved the theme of the book which is about a very wealthy couple in the 1920s living off their fortune and and then the crash hits in 1929 and so I naively thought oh this is going to be a great story about riches to rags story and I didn't really research the book I just chose it because it was a Pulitzer Prize winner and and, and side note Barbara Kingslover is a favorite author of mine. And she also is surprised for her fiction, her work of fiction, which I believe it's called Demon Copperhead. But I love her. So I thought, well, if I love her, and she just won the Pulitzer Prize in the same year as Hernan Diaz's Trust, I'm going to love this book. Yeah, I just didn't anticipate it not, not being about the story that I thought I was reading. 
Exactly. I do understand what you're saying right now. You thought it was going to be a 200 and some odd page book about this couple and their, their whole story. Instead, it's still that length, but it's broken into four different perspectives. So now I'm getting, I do get what you were saying. So do you want to tell a little bit about what the story is about? Because yeah, I can't, I'm terrible at summaries. I know you you say that. You say you're terrible at summaries, but I'm terrible at understanding all this financial stuff. I mean, I get it what they were saying while I was listening, but I'm like, I'm just like, well, see, and I do agree because because I did read read the pages. I didn't listen to it, and I think in this case, it made a big difference to read the book. I don't think I. I mean, I didn't try listening to it, so I don't know. But I'm actually right now looking for a quick summary because it's. Do you want me to really summarize it? it? Okay. Yes. So the book Trust by Hernan Diaz, as we've talked about, is written in four different perspectives. Listening to it, it was hard to discern that, but that is what happened. Okay, but hang on a second. So that's what that's the part that got me. I think that is like. That's kind of like a giveaway. Say that because nowhere when I picked the book did it say, not that I researched pretty hard, really hard picking the book, but did it say it was a four part book or four four books within a book? You know, I just thought I was going to get the story. So to say it was broken up into four parts really gives away the structure of the book, don't you think? It does, but that's okay because the people who are listening to this podcast have hopefully read the book <laughs> and or, they can follow along say, with us. Yeah, or they're going to say, hell no, we're not picking up that book. No, no. So, okay, go ahead. I don't okay. mean, didn't mean to interrupt. That's okay. I mean, we both obviously have a lot to say about this book. The first part of the book is the fictionalized book. It is based on two characters and it tells their story. It tells his upbringing, her upbringing, how they met, how their marriage was and her demise. And because she Mm -hmm. passes away and how he moved on. So that's the first part. But you think that's the whole story, but then no, a second part comes and then the names of the characters are changed. And it talks a lot about his upbringing. I don't remember if hers is in there as much, but it talks about Mm -hmm. his upbringing. And then it shifts again, and it talks about a young writer who becomes an employee of Rask. That was his last name, correct? Yep. She becomes an employee of Rask, and his whole goal working with her is to counteract the fictional book that was written about him and his wife from, like, the first section of the book. Mm -hmm. I'm probably totally confusing everybody. And so he wants to tell it from his perspective, which is not the full story. So we don't really know that, but it talks about their relationship and the fact that she's trying to go off what he's saying and what that looked like and puts his story up against her own upbringing. And that's the third portion of the book. And then the fourth portion of the book is the main female, the the wife from the first book, the one that's told in the third book, the main female, her diaries are found. And so it's actually her written words as to how she was interpreting everything. And they are places where they connect and places where they're totally different 
they diverge mm-hmm. and it was very fast. I mean, it was fascinating once I realized right. what the pattern was, but I, again, was so confused. Right. Well, and I was, yeah, I would say the same. I was confused because I read the first part of the book, the novel. And when I got to this part, the second part, I thought it was going to be more of a continuation or somehow related to the first, you know, like I wasn't, the story wasn't done yet. But then all of a sudden, I'm like reading the same story, but with different characters. And it's like, why? This is the same story that I just read. And it took me a while to figure out, okay, and then it was written kind of weird, but it turns out it was written as his notes for writing a memoir or a, an autobiography. He was he was making notes to write an autobiography to counterbalance the novel that was written about him. And I did. I had to go back and I had to figure out what the hell was going on in this book and how the hell did it win a Pulitzer Prize. Exactly. And again, beautifully written. The description, the words, the character building. Right. It was very well written. A big part of the book and an actual character of its own is the time and place when this all happened because it did take you back to that point in time and the way the world was viewed and how Mm -hmm. females didn't take a huge role in the financial world and you know, they were the Great Depression, all of that. So I did find that an interesting component in character as I just ramble on about it. Mm -hmm. Well, like I said, when I started reading it, or when I was like halfway through it, it was I don't get it. I don't know what's going on here. And so I had to go and look for references about the book. So I could figure out the pattern of the book. And I thought, yep, too ambitious of a book for me. I'm usually someone that's going to read a Pulitzer Prize winning book. And so what possessed me to read this one is beyond me. But I did really, really, really like the book once I understood the book. What was going on? Well, the first Mm -hmm. part of the book was so, so depressing. And you have this family and it talks about these characters being very reserved. And then she deals with mental illness and then passes away because of a mental illness, basically, is what they're saying. And they did electroshock therapy or something, and they talked about that. And I just was like, this is so depressing. Like, who would write a whole book about this? And then the second chapter, like, restarted in different names. And then by the third chapter, you figure out, well, the first one was fictionalized, and her death wasn't as dramatic as, I mean, it was very sad but it wasn't due to mental illness. That was just fictionalized. And it talks about the main character, again, Rask, being so offended by the book that was written by about him and his wife, even though it was under fake names. You could tell it was about them. That he totally ruined that author's life. He bought all the rights to the book. He wouldn't let anybody publish Mm -hmm. anything. And kind of could, took complete control of that. And that was ruthless. I'm right. like, wow, he really was right. kind of ruthless. Right. And several times it made reference to the fact that 
because of his wealth, he was held responsible for the crash of 1929 because he manipulated it. He manipulated the stock market along with some other wealthy men, but he was held responsible, which is the reason behind the novel and yeah, the negative take on how it truly happened. Exactly. So, okay, we have the first book, the second, the third, the fourth. Which book or version of it, the story, did you like the best? Did you enjoy reading the most? The diaries in the fourth book. Yeah, you want to talk about those a little bit because that was so telling again to the time and place that this mm -hmm. happened. So, Well, and I thought your question was going to go a different direction. I thought you were going to say, which book did I believe the most? Oh, okay. Yeah, um, let's do that first. I like it. Well, which goes back to I have the same answer. The same answer would be, what's her name? Mildred. Was that, that was her name, right? Mildred? I believe so. I can't yeah. remember if that was her fake right. name or, I think right. her fake so name she, was Helen and her real name was Mildred. Yeah, her real name was Mildred. And she, her husband had sent her to a sanatorium in Switzerland, but not because for mental health reasons, but because she had a terminal illness. And this was going to provide a restful, peaceful refuge for her to heal if she could or to spend her last years comfortable. But she kept diaries while she was in this sanatorium, probably not quite how he portrayed it in his autobiography section two of the book. So, but she had no reason not to tell her truth as she knew it because she was dying. So, and it's like, her diary. I mean, no one right, else and it's her, is going right, to read it. So the, right. So, so really, she had no motivation to change or to yeah embellish any part of it. It was her diary. So that's why I enjoyed it, because I believed her. And I felt like it maybe gave a better explanation of really happened. And I did love the part when we're reading her diary at the very end of the book, how there were certain elements of truth that rang through the rest of the book that we'd already read, the auto or the fake story on them. It did talk a little uh -huh. bit about her childhood, which was spoken to in her own words many years later. The right. secretary who was writing down and helping him with his autobiography was asked to simple her down a little bit, but she got the feeling that, no, there's more to the story. And so mm -hmm. that was coming through throughout the novel. So by the time you get to hear her own words, it was pretty impactful, I thought. Liked how right. that was done. I did too. I did too. I was just going to share also, again, anyone listening to this episode probably has read the book. If not, you can fast forward because here's a huge spoiler she was the brains behind his ability to predict what was going to happen in the market. Right. I mean, she right. was very business savvy. She was very in tune with that. But as a female in that time, she couldn't present that. So she gave the information to him. He got all the glory for it. And it was really kind of her idea, her inspiration, her push, although she was not for manipulating stock markets or anything like that. She was very disappointed in him when it happened. And it did cause a rift, if I remember correctly, in the marriage. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. 
But here you have a powerful woman, a woman who today could have held her own in any business room, but back then had to operate behind someone. And I think they referred to mm -hmm. it as like a puppet master with mm -hmm. a puppet or a ventriloquist with a dummy. Right, right. So I like that. Yeah. So what else do you want to share about the book? Well, I think really I've shared what I want to share, that I went into the book very naively. <laughs> I was not prepared for the complexity of the book. And I had to reference other periodicals or, or whatever you would call them to figure out what the heck I was even reading. And once I figured that out, then I was like, okay, this makes sense. And um, so really, that's, that's really all I wanted to say about how about you? What else can you add? Well, I'm curious because you asked me last week what I thought of the book, mm -hmm. and I gave an honest answer without giving too much away. Did that play in how you felt about the book going into it? Or were you just like, oh, Michelle's a less experienced reader, and I'm just going <laughs> to... No, it had no impact on me whatsoever. And it's not that you're a more inexperienced reader. It's like you definitely have different genres that you enjoy versus what I read. So... I was not impacted at all by your opinion just because it's like, well, this type of book not might not be your cup of tea. Exactly. You know, you might pick a, a different genre. So I absolutely would pick a different genre because when I read, I read to escape or I read to learn something. And this one, I will say, though, really made me think. I really had to focus. Mm -hmm. I couldn't just be cleaning the house and not be listening or I would have been completely mm -hmm. lost. So right. I do appreciate well, them demanding my attention. And I'm going to go back to what my sister-in-law and I talked about 10 years ago when we were in the car. You know a good book when it sticks with you and it changes you in some way. We also say the same thing about a good movie, but it sticks with you and it changes you in some way. And that, in my mind, makes it, five-star book. I would give this book five stars because of that, because it will stick with me, whether I enjoyed it or not, whether my mind was ready for it or not, it will stick with me. And it does change me in some way. What way is that? Probably for, well, just because I feel more intellectual, because I feel like, okay, I, I, I read a lot of books. I read a lot of books. And, but this one really challenged me and this one really pushed me and I felt very satisfied when I finished it because it's like, okay, I did something. I mean, I, it's kind of like I, I was taking myself to the next level of reading. Yeah, that's a fair assessment. I would say that when I finished the book, I felt very accomplished. I was very mm -hmm. proud of myself that I didn't throw in the towel after the first section of it and just say, nope, mm -hmm. because I knew you had already said, if you don't like a book, you're throwing in oh, the yeah. towel and you don't care if it's book club or not. You're just going to say you didn't mm -hmm. read it. And I didn't want to be the person to do that. So I mm -hmm. just took it in chunks and I made my mm -hmm. way through it and I felt accomplished when it was over. Well, and so it changes you in some way. Now, will the book stick with you? And maybe it's too soon for you to know if it will stick with you. It is too soon for me to know. I know I hope I never read another book like that. Or if I have an idea it's going to be like that, I get a hard copy so I can go back and look. Mm -hmm. I do have the foresight to go and look 
reviews and to read about what other people were saying about it. I never mm -hmm. did that. I just kind of mm -hmm. suffered like a fool through it until I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Well, and I have a couple things to say about that because there was a point when I was reading part two of the book where I was like, yeah, I'm done with this book. I'm going to close it and put it away. I'm not going to finish it. And then I thought, no, in all fairness, I'm going to just kind of power through. But that's when I had to go and look at what what the heck am I reading, which is what drove me to those uh, reviews, just so I could figure out what I was reading. But I also think that that ability comes with reading experience. If I learned anything about reading with all the reading I've done is that's how you get through a book. If you're confused or you're overwhelmed or you feel like you're in over your head, go see if you can find a reason to continue reading it. And out of curiosity, when you found those reviews, were most of them favorable? Did people like the book or were they confused by it? What were they saying? Um, no. <laughs> okay. So when you're reading a Pulitzer Prize winning book, I think that most of the reviews are going to come from highly well-read individuals because I don't think you normally go and pick up a Pulitzer Prize winning book and make that, you know, put that in your repertoire right away. So no, the reviews were all very positive. What did surprise me is just because it was a Pulitzer Prize winner did not automatically give it five stars in the reviewing world. Most reviews were four or four and a half stars. So there was some parts of the book that people didn't like or didn't appreciate. Here's what I want to say. So Trust, the title of the book, started for me with one meaning. By the end of the book, the title of the book had a different meaning. And it was about whose story do you trust the most? Where in the beginning, I thought it was about trust as in a trust in the financial world. That's what I thought I was going to read. But in the end, it was more about trusting the writer. Does and that make sense? It does make sense. And it's interesting that you said trust is in like a financial trust. When I saw trust, I thought it was going to be a mystery of some sort, like who can you trust in your circle? Who? Oh, that's what I thought right. it was going to be about. So completely different. And I love that analogy, right. how you got from one place to the other. And by the end, it's like, which narrative do you trust? That makes so much sense. And I used to listen to this really fun podcast and they would share a story and you would hear a little bit from everybody's perspective. And it was about which one do you think, or who do you think is being honest? Mm -hmm. Which version do you trust? And then at the end it would tell you. So mm -hmm. yeah, that is really kind of what it was right. like. Right. But that being said, everyone's version is usually what they believe to be true. So you can have four different versions of the same story and they can all be true from the perspective of the person telling the story. I believe that. And it's, what do they say? You have his version, her version, and the truth, which is somewhere in the middle. I believe that. Mm -hmm. And this book probably highlighted mm -hmm. that very well also. Right. Okay, well, I'm going to give a shout out to Hernan Diaz for the book Trust. While it wasn't my favorite, it did... Mm -hmm caused me to take a moment of pause and try and figure out what was going on. And I felt mm -hmm. good when I figured it out. I was happy I could <laughs> right. figure it out. Right. Well, and here's why I think it's going to stick with you in, in my analysis of what makes it a good book 
is I think it will stick with you because if you're ever in a conversation or you're ever in a room and the title of that book comes up, you're going to say, yes, I've read that. I'm familiar with that book. And that to me is a victory. (laughs) It's like, because you come across as very well read when the title of a book comes up and you said, oh, yes, I have read that. I'm going to take that win, Suzanne. I, I feel very scholarly with those words that you just shared. <laughs> so with there that, why go. don't we move on to closing? Well, that about wraps it up for Hernan Diaz's book, Trust. Thank you, Suzanne, for suggesting it this month. And it was really your voice in the back of my head that pushed me through reading it all because I didn't want to disappoint you or the listeners. So thank you for that. Of course. Okay. Do you want to close this episode out? Absolutely. Do you have a something to sip on for us today, Suzanne? Yes, I do. As a matter of fact, if you don't have time to do it right, when will you ever have the time to do it over? Damn, and that, that is thought-provoking. I know. And that was by John Wooden, who is a famous basketball coach, hero of my husband and my son. But I love this quote. Love That's it, love a it. wonderful quote. And I will tell you, my husband just quoted the same gentleman the other day. I can't remember what his quote was, but this is fascinating. Uh, oh, he has me. a... actually think there's a book of his quotes. There are several books about John Wooden, but I think there's a book about his quotes. That's not where I found this. I found this on a bulletin board at my cousin's house. But but yeah, he was a brilliant coach. Yeah. The one Rob found had something to do with being quick and speedy or something mm. like that. So I'm like, okay, now I've heard this guy's name twice in a short period of time. So coincidence, maybe. Anyhow, until next maybe. week. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Cheers.